Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Here is Husker 24-7 senior writer, Brian Christofferson. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a little bit of a circus act. Brian Christofferson. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. Brian Christofferson. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy that. Here is Brian Christofferson. Jubba goes shotgun, trips go right. Monica to the near side. Purdy hands out, gets the snap, back to throw. Pass of time, takes a shot down the field, has a man out there to pass, he's caught at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Jalen Lloyd. That he man. burns at Iowa secondary, and Nebraska's on the ball. Welcome into hour number two here on Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. We are live from the h H&H Chevrolet stage at Herd Out Sports Bar and Grill. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities, and we are joined now by our friend, Brian Christofferson from Husker 24-7. BC, how are you this morning? What's up, BC? BC, you there? Can you hear us? I'm here now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, got, I got you now. No worries, BC. Uh, obviously, let's start with the big Nebraska news of Grant Bricks committing to the Huskers. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Obviously, one of the highest priority guys for Nebraska in this class. I, I guess just kind of Talk to us about how uh, how big this is for them, not only as you know providing reinforcements at a uh, really critical spot, but just kind of as a recruiting win and what that means for Coach Rule and staff as they head into year two. Well, he's not technically an in-state recruit, but he's might as well be. Sure, I mean, he's, he's yeah. just across just across the border, so he's one of those um, where you don't take it for granted um, anymore. Uh, with recruiting you got to really fight and they they had to on this one there were time there were twists and turns where you didn't quite know where grant was gonna lead us um no fault of his he was really he's really a guy who i don't think there was sort of drama because it hadn't been announced but he actually wasn't a guy who went out of his way to be like oh i'm leaning this way now i'm leaning that way everybody (laughs) else was just sort of guessing um well that's kind of what we uh, do right bc i mean that's kind of the job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, well, it is. Um, but it, but from his end, he was he was just kind of quiet about it up until uh, the end. So it's it's a big get though. Um, I know that there's some thought um, he was the the top lineman Nebraska, I think, sought after in this cycle, and that includes some five star type names that we uh, maybe saw visit and things like that. I I, I believe they thought Grant Bricks um, was, was the best guy they could get. Um, that was out there after some of their early commitments. So that they're, I'm sure ecstatic about this one. Um, they probably knew this was in the works for a while now, but uh, to have the announcement out of the way, it was a nice boost on a night where Nebraska also loses who I think is a really good player in Carlin Jones, which we might get to, but um, so that's, there's recruiting for you, the ups and the downs, you get one, you lose one. Um, but uh, Bricks is a big deal, no doubt about it. Uh, BC, let, let's get to that Carlin Jones decommitment right now. I know that's a guy that a lot of people in this class were really high on. His recruitment really started to pick up as of late. 
Um, what do you think happened there? I mean, is it as simple as, you know, Mike Elko comes into Texas A&M and, and maybe makes a push on him? Or, or what do you think happened with, with Carlin Jones? Um, I don't know if it's that simple, but it's something you got to consider with this. Um, I think the Elko uh, move to A&M is going to make it, uh, you know, more of a challenge down there. I think he's really rel- he is really well received. Uh, by the Texas high school coaching community and a lot of uh, the schools there. So uh, maybe this is a case where we see that right away. Um, you know, Ohio State's been kicking the doors on him and kicking the tires on him and all this stuff. So um, Carlin Jones, I thought, was like one of the top three players Nebraska had committed in this class. So you're not going to see me sugarcoat it. I don't think Nebraska did anything wrong. Um, and in fact, you're playing great defense this year. That was a side of the ball, you'd have to say. Uh, would impress somebody with what's gone on. Um, but it's just a deal where I think a, a, as the season got on, um, other teams saw this kid's pretty good. You know, like he's he's one of the better recruits, I think, out there. I think he's too lowly rated, to be honest. So I'm not surprised it was elbows out by the end for him. Um, it's just one of those deals where you're on a guy early, you see it maybe before others, but then everybody sees it and it, it becomes a, it becomes a test in December and that we're – we're now reaching that stage uh, with a few guys, maybe. Uh, BC, one more, and then I'll let Andrew jump in here. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys just talk. I like listening. <laughs> um, the you, With Carlin Jones, do you think there was any factor at all that he looked at last year's defensive line class? You've got three guys that have already played two guys that were impact players this year <clears throat> and another guy in Maverick Noonan coming off an injury that they really like, plus guys coming back. Do you think he looked at it and was like, eh, there might not be room for me there for a little bit, plus I've got all these other really good offers. Like, Do you think that played a role at all? I, I can't say that. And Having um, seen his interviews and what he's about, I kind of doubt it. Um, that's just my initial take. Uh, it's a fair question because – um, the depth is good there. So if there's a spot where you could um, lose a recruitment and you feel like, okay, there's still a lot in the cupboard, this would probably be the area for Nebraska. Nonetheless, man, he's a, I think he's going to be a really good player. It's a, it, that, it's a tough one. Um, sure. it, it was one of those that the Grant Bricks announcement, I think, helps, you know, and because um, everybody's sort of pointing their attention toward that. You want to look toward the sunshine more than the clouds. But uh, when, when that one came out, it didn't shock me by any means because it felt like something could happen. But um, it, it kind of evened out the night's uh, activity for Nebraska recruiting as far as I was concerned. BC, um, similar to recruiting but more in line with the transfer portal with this question. No Husker has made their way into the portal just yet. Now, that was what I read yesterday. Now, I, I don't want to say I could have missed something, but I'm going I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm to stick with what, what I just said there. It'd be crazy to believe, though, that day will never come, although Coach Rule had a lot of conversations with these guys um, over, over this week and will have continue to have more with, with the guys on the team. Are you surprised at all right now that uh, no member of the team has entered yet? Um, not yet. Um, I mean, I think it's, there's going to be some of that, of course, because that's the era we live in. Um, they actually need some of it numbers wise, probably, but I don't think there's going to be a ton of attrition, Andrew. Mm. Um, and, um, I guess the reason I'd say that is there's so many young guys who are just getting started here. Um, now there, 
the, the difficult part is those guys sometimes who redshirted, who you didn't see at all, and it's a it's a lo- it's a long season when you don't play at all, and you're used to being the man, right? Like when you come from high school and you're a three star, four star, and, and you don't get out there. Those are the guys you always got to stay in touch with, with throughout the season and keep challenging and keep thinking, uh, keep them thinking like, here's what's next for you. You got to see the big picture here. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job with that, especially with the four game rule. We saw some guys, um, you know, that they would kind of mix in and get they'd at least get their toes in the water this season or there was a thought they could play. And so that kind of kept them on edge, which is good. Um, it's disappointing those guys don't have the bowl practices now as sort of a distraction and a chance to develop a spring ball before spring ball, basically. Uh, you know, last week when Rule said, if you cut the program open, he said, you would see, I think that it's really healthy. And he said, I'm, I'm really angry about the record, but I couldn't feel better about where it is health-wise. I'm inclined to believe, like when we talk about the portal and guys – you know, sticking with it here for the most part, that that um, is going to play out to what he said. But we'll see. You know, you do, we, there's going to be a few guys, I'm sure, that pop in there. And um, I just don't think it's going to be a mass exodus or anything like that. Um, oh, I think a lot of guys um, do like what's going on in the program right now, despite the record. But uh, the, the proof will come in the next month, a month and a half. BC, uh, I'm curious and i'm always i i know this has become a much more complicated question with the uh nil scholarships quote unquote that people get and things like that and the the numbers being maybe a little bit more fluid than they've ever been at least since the uh 85 scholarship cap got put in place but um with 26 uh hard commits as as it were in this class currently um, early signing period just around mm. the corner. How how big do you think this class gets, both from a high school level and, I mean, do you have like a number in mind that you're thinking of transfer portal or you think they're going to be real targeted in who they go after? Um, I don't have a number in mind, and I but I do think they're going to be real targeted in who they go after. I, I think, you know, a couple weeks ago, Rule said um, – I want this to be a development program. Basically, he has reiterated, I don't want this to be a place um, that's portal dependent. Um, That doesn't mean you don't um, accentuate what you have or find the spots where you're low one person. We can think of a position, I bet, where Nebraska could use somebody. um, (laughs) Or a couple somebody's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's, there's spots where, yeah, captain obvious says you gotta you gotta look really hard to see what's out there at least um and i think that's one of the questions for me as a press conference today is to see what he's going to say about the qb spot in particular that's the one everybody's talking about the most and like um how does he feel about the guys who are there still technically right now and um who uh you know what's he going to say on the record as of today about portal pursuits at that position and portal pursuits in general. But I think he's going to kind of go back to what he said a couple weeks ago, which is we, he will say, and some people shake their heads, some will nod. Um, I think we've got guys in this program who can help us win, you know, and it's time to develop them. And that's the type of program they're, they're going to be largely with, with some just uh, parts you kind of add to the plate um, here and there, but not uh, making it your whole deal. So I don't know what that number is. Um, is it like five 
additions, maybe. But uh, I, I wonder. I wonder if it if if it's uh, that or lower. Um, I, I really don't think that's going to be um, as big as it is some other places. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if how, how right or wrong we are on some of this stuff. We're talking with Brian Christopherson, a Husker 24-7. Uh, BC, you mentioned that quarterback spot. I'm not going to ask you to predict what you think they'll do, but if you were in that room and making those decisions, what would you want that quarterback room to look like next year, um, assuming – I'm assuming Jeff Sims is going to move on at some point, but you've got Daniel Kalen coming into this class – presumably Chuba and Heinrich Harburg will be back. What would you want that room to look like outside of those guys? Um, I want at least one addition and it's got to be someone that's well vetted that you've, you've, you know, you, you don't know for sure what's going to happen. You can never predict the future. Um, I truly believe they, they had a lot of high hopes for Jeff Sims last year, but it was a miss. You know, there's no other way to say it. Um, it, it just was a, a very tough year for Jeff, who was a very good teammate by all accounts and everything. But, um, you know, just the, the season went off the tracks for him right away. And I'm with you, Ravi. I don't think, um, you know, Jeff, with what happened, I think from his standpoint, um, the, the mental part to overcome would be really something, you know, after what he went through this year uh, with, with some of his games. I think Chuba changed the conversation a little bit about himself the last couple of weeks. That doesn't mean he's like the favorite or anything like that. But I think if you go back to early November, there were people like me who weren't even really thinking about him in 24 or beyond. Cause we had uh, um 2022 Chuba in our heads and what that <laughs> looked like. And I thought there was improvement there. So he's a guy you maybe say, let's, let's go look, see what that looks like in competition. Harburg the same way. Can you really develop in the passing game? But 